You're listening to the Hidden Battles Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HiddenBattlesFoundation.org in partnership with Swim With The Mission. You can find them on Swim.org on the internet. Welcome to the Battlecast. Heather, thank you for joining us. Um, it was it was great. We came through uh, connected by friends, mutual friends, and that's the power of networking, especially with mental health. And I'm so glad that we have because we've chatted back and forth a couple of times through email and I'm happy to get you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy and grateful to be here, Scott, and um, I'm excited to see where we go today. Yeah, this will be fun. So you know what? <laughs> Everybody knows that that listens and fans of the Hidden Battles podcast I know that it's a dumpster fire and it goes where it goes. Uh, <laughs> there's some humor, there's some education, there's, it's, it is what it is, right? I like so, it. Um, I like it. I want to talk to you about mindfulness. Uh, you you have your own business. It's uh, heathersweeney.com. And why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, your your history of, of mindfulness and meditation? Because we've, we've talked about meditation before, uh, and I'm a component of it. I love it. I don't have enough time, but I'm doing a course right now uh, called Struggle Well, which they tell us to do meditation. So tomorrow morning, I'm getting up early and I'm going to do some meditation because it always seems to help me. But I've become, I've convinced myself and I'm finding out that I'm convincing myself of stuff that's not true. I've convinced myself that I'm too busy to do it. Yep. And it's not true. So let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about you. I love, um, I'm a big fan of verbiage and the words people choose. So as you were talking, I was thinking, oh no, you do have time. It's just how you choose to spend that time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I'll share with you and your listeners uh, just how I got here, and I'll, I'll try to give you the short version. Um, so I started my career in finance, totally unrelated. Um, I was somebody who grew up, as we were just kind of chit-chatting about before we recorded, um, I grew up really chasing perfection and just constantly feeling like what I was putting out, what I was doing, it just wasn't ever perfect enough. And learned that that was exhausting. Um, I often took the road that felt easiest because I was deathly afraid to fail and sort of be put out there as, oh, she messed that up, right? So I really played it safe for quite my childhood into my early adult years. Um, and I would say about five or six years ago, there were some specific situations where I made the decision for myself that I'm going to choose to be happy and I'm going to choose to do the things that fill me up and maybe don't make everyone around me happy. Um, but they, they line up for me right. instead of saying, Oh, wow, I think this is what I should be doing because it seems like everybody thinks that's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Really tuning into my intuition and full alignment in my life. Yeah. Um, I switched careers, geez, after 13 years of being in finance, I went into nursing. Um, I'm still a registered nurse in New Hampshire. I have been for about nine years. And the first couple of years, I very quickly learned that I loved helping other people. That's been a theme of my life. Um, I loved providing care for them, but as a bedside nurse, I really just felt like I would only be able to give, if I had to say five or six patients, 
I was seeing the sickest two most of the time. And everybody else was kind of getting what I had left in the time I had to spend and give yep. to them. And when I ultimately went through my own life changes, including a divorce, I sought out a coach. And when I worked with her, I had this moment of realization, like, oh my God, I can help people and I can do it in a way with coaching that I am giving them my undivided full attention for an hour or whatever it is in the time that we spend, I am there for it. I am fully present. And in doing that, I think I can make a much bigger impact, right? It just felt right. You're not watered down, Heather. You're like concentrated, Heather, at this point. That's right. Yep. That's right. I'm like, I am all in. I'm not crazy running around like a an animal trying to do the best I can, right? I, I'm here. I'm giving you everything I have. I'm listening actively. I'm picking up on cues. And I'm able to, again, make more of an impact. That's how it feels to me. And now having coached people to them as well. Um, so I took a chance and I said, I'm going to coach a few people for free and figure out, is this actually something that does feel right? Do I really want to do this? And it turned out I did. I wasn't quite clear on which type of coaching. It was kind of this life coach, like, let's see what happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and about two years ago, I was introduced to a company that I still do contract work with called my steady mind. Mm -hmm. And when I met the founder, it was like this instant, just like boom, explosion for me of, Oh my God, this is what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. So enter the world of mental fitness yeah. where I love pushing my physical body, right? Mm -hmm. Over the last five, six years, I've learned how to push my physical or, or my mental self. That so let's mindset. Talk, piece. Let's talk about pushing your, yourself physically. Today yeah. is your two-year anniversary of what? What did you accomplish two years ago? <laughs> Today is the two-year anniversary of uh, when I summited Mount Kilimanjaro. Which is so, amazing. And I've seen it from the bottom. I, I was stationed in Panama. Uh, sorry, I was stationed in Africa and Kenya. Oh, so wow. I've seen the bottom. So when I saw you catch the top, I'm like, well, I'm a loser. I never even made it. To, I never even thought about climbing it. So You know what's crazy? When we were climbing, um, I made this rule in my head at one point. I was like, do not look back unless it's to see how far you've come. Just keep looking forward. Yeah. And at one point, one of our guides said, turn back. Do you see those orange lights just like way off in the distance? And I'm like, yeah. Like, wh what are we looking at? He's like, that's Kenya. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have actually come very far in more than one way. <laughs> and the world's really small from that high, you know, very, very small. Yeah. So, not to very sidetrack small. you, but I think I, I thought it was important that you, we put that out there because you, you, you've mastered the physical aspect of your body, like you, you've accomplished stuff. So now you're going, and we talk about physical fitness and now we're talking about mental fitness and a lot of that, we're trying to push a lot of that um, with hidden battles. So definitely back to you again. Yeah. So no. So when we get into mental fitness, this work I had been doing through my sunny mind introduced me to an opportunity to coach a group of law enforcement officers and first responders. And I initially thought, 
Um, well, this is, you know, I'm a nurse. So in first responder sense, I'm there, but law enforcement, I don't know. I've never really been around this. This isn't something I grew up with. Right. Different culture. Yeah. Different culture. So I said, fuck it, I'll do it. Let me see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, again, complete opposite of what I once was. I remember feeling anxious and almost like this is scary. What's going to happen? Am I going to be able to guide these folks and provide the coaching they need? And it ended up after the first, the first session, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I love doing this. Like, again, there's such an opportunity to make for a big impact and a positive change and progress in people's lives. And I feel like I have learned these techniques through my study mind, through my own reading, through my own practice, because this is a constant practice. Mm -hmm. And so I want to share, I want to give it back to people and let them practice themselves, right? And make progress for themselves. And let's talk about impact. So when you, when you, in when you positively impact the mental well-being of a first mm-hmm. responder, a mm-hmm. nurse, um, anything, it's not only them that you're impacting, you're impacting the whole community that they touch. You know, you're actually, and I hate to say it, but first responders are a product, okay? Law enforcement is a product. Firefighters are a product, right? Yep. But you actually give a better product out there. You're getting a better human being interacting with the general public when you yep. you accomplish this. So a lot of people don't realize it. They don't think of it on the different on a, a deeper level. And I never, until I started doing mental health, I really didn't understand that either until it started all falling into place. And I was like, well, you know what? When when people are better mentally, they're better physically and they're better human beings to deal with, especially when you're dealing with people not at their best. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it just works out. So. It's all it's all connected. Mm-hmm. right? We're not just a physical body. We're not just a mind. Everything has to come together yep. or there will be a disconnect in the, you know, in the bigger picture of things. And one of the things through my study mind that we teach a lot and that I teach through my one-to-one group coaching, whomever I have the opportunity to coach, right? I want people to understand that we do have the power to control our bodies through our breath, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the physical body and how we might respond physiologically and how we can change that or impact it. But we also have the power to control our mind by shifting, reframing, acknowledging our thoughts, Right. And, and so funny. there's that mental piece. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people, you know, taking these courses that I'm taking recently about mindfulness stuff, it sounds like voodoo, voodoo not, but it's not. It's the <laughs> body's natural way of reprogramming and hitting that reset button, you know, like the breathing yes. techniques, the four, seven, eight uh, breathing technique, where a lot yep. of people don't understand. You breathe in for four, you hold for seven, and you exhale for eight. And the impact and what that does for your brain and your body is just to reset, right? Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of people don't understand that, but it's like when you're panicking, what do they tell you? Take deep breaths, slow your breathing down, right? When when divers are about to go underwater for a long period of time, they start to do breathing techniques. They slow their breathing down, the heart rate down. When they do that, they can focus on a lot more stuff. Right. Uh, This is something I just thought of that it's, it's big for me. 
when you were just saying, what do they tell you, right? When you're panicking, take deep breaths. So I just immediately picture the person who's never practiced taking deep breaths in a calm environment, right? So here I am, pretend, and you're saying, just take deep breaths. And I'm like, (laughs) right? You, You just don't know what to do because you haven't flexed that muscle, right? So with mental fitness, it is all about being proactive, Mm-hmm. practicing techniques instead of reactive, right? Oh, now something's happening. Now we need to do this. Well, yeah. I'll do my best and I'll try to do that, but you got to give me a little grace because I've really Fingers never crossed. practiced it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So the power behind practicing the four, seven, eight breathing technique or a simple four by four box breath yep. breathing technique, right? What that really is, is we proactively shift gears in our body. We go from, let's say in a normal, normal, I use that term loosely, in a day-to-day environment as we know it, many people are rushing, they're busy, they're going from one thing to the next, they're feeling high levels of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, often from the moment they wake up, and that's Mm -hmm. caused by a lot of different things. So we go from this state of we'll call it fight, flight, freeze, but I also like to say that stress, you're here, right? And we choose to shift gears. We choose to give our body and mind that moment of rest Mm -hmm. and reset and more calm because we deserve that and we need that. And so we practice things like four by four, four, seven, eight, all these different breathwork techniques to trigger or open up your parachute, your parasympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. and just drop in and come down for a moment, right? Because we're not meant to live in this state of all day long, every day. It is not sustainable, hence burnout, right? Stress here, and now we burn out. Um, even back in the day with like cavemen, they would go on these hunts for survival, right? Yep. And they'd live here to survive and fight and get food or whatever it was. And then they would sleep for days <laughs> and rest. The crap. Right? Yeah. We don't really proactively do that until we're forced to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so other than but like breathing, what other, um, what other techniques are, you know, like we, like we talk about mindfulness, like, mm. let's talk about mindfulness. Let's talk about yeah. some of the steps of mindfulness and some of the, the basics of it. Yeah. So, I mean, we can get really basic with it. Um, I think about mindfulness as awareness. Okay. Right. So like also known as paying attention, noticing you need to be present to do those things right? Um, I'll give you an example. I'll give, I'll, I'll give you two. Okay. When you're, let's say you get in the shower in the morning, right? I love taking a, a bit of a cold shower typically towards the end. So when I started this cold therapy exposure, right? This practice, I turned that shower to cold and I had no choice but to be mindful and aware of exactly where I was mm-hmm. because my body went, <gasps> Yeah. I'm in the shower. It's freezing. Here I am. I'm surrounded by water. There's no way out, right? I am in this moment. I am fully aware of what is happening. 
that's sort of by force, if you will, in my example. Everyday mindfulness can be as simple as when you wake up every morning, there's something we, I hope all do, (laughs) which is brush our teeth. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. So we, we hope. So let's just start with these simple techniques, right? When I brush my teeth, I want to lean into my senses. I want to become a heightened level of awareness. I want to achieve around this simple task of brushing my teeth. So instead of brushing my teeth and thinking about, oh my God, I'm in a meeting at nine. I have to still do this. The kids need that. I am absolutely not there. I am not mindful or aware of what the heck I'm doing. I'm just doing it. I'm going through the motions. Instead, I might practice and think, I'm brushing my teeth. What does the toothbrush feel like in my mouth? What do I smell? Maybe I smell mint from the toothpaste. What do I taste? I taste the toothpaste, right? There's bubbles in my mouth from this brush. What can I see? I see drool on my face or toothpaste, like whatever it is, right? You lean into those senses and immediately I I picture it this way. It's like tunnel vision. I'm here for this. Instead of my mind is wandering, I'm stressing out, nothing about this is enjoyable. And I actually, uh, yeah, I guess I brushed my teeth this morning. It's part of what I do every day. So that's, that would be stepping out of your autopilot because that's what you do. You get up, you like, put your slippers on or whatever, but you walk in right. and you can do it with your eyes closed because it's autopilot. Correct. But we what, do what often. I like to do is because I have a young child, you know, I have a, yep. a seven-year-old. I like to, when I'm brushing my teeth and I talk, cause we talk, we brush our teeth together. I talk about him and while I'm doing it, I'm picturing every tooth getting cleaned, like yeah. the toothbrush in there. So that makes so sense. Th- that, that's another way of being mindful, yeah. right? Okay. If we're not aware of things that are happening around us, we're not present. Mm-hmm. And presence is a, it's a skill, right? I could say to you, I could say to anybody, just be present. What's wrong with you? Just where are you? Right. Oh my God, I would love to be, but I really don't know how to control all the thoughts blowing through my mind right now. All the to-do lists in my head that I haven't taken care of today, my body, which feels like this shoulders up and tense. Right. So you need to be, you need to pull yourself into the moment. And there's different ways to do that. Like with breath work, um, like with meditation or guided meditation, um, intentionally getting up from your desk. If you're working at a desk each day or in a particular area, just intentionally getting up and maybe stretching, or if you can take a five minute walk, a 10 minute walk outside or around the building, just moving your body. Right. Um, especially for our target audience, a lot of it's PowerPoint. And I say all the time, death by PowerPoint. Oh yeah. A big thing that when I was, when I used to teach stuff was I always remembered that the mind can only handle as much as the ass can endure. So the longer (laughs) you sit there, right? So yeah, but the longer you sit there, the more, sometimes the more tense you get, the less Mm -hmm. focused you are. Um, You almost, you go into that autopilot where now you're starting to doodle and now everything you're talking about, your mindfulness and your awareness um, and that seems to start to go away because where are we? We're in autopilot again. Mm -hmm. And I think getting up and stretching your legs, walking around, getting the blood going, um, break that, like that, almost that hibernation sleep that you're having sitting there, just comatose by the words and images being thrown at your face, um, is, is another way to, to do mindfulness. 
I, I agree. Um, you also just made me think about routines in your day, right? And some routines we have, and we do just sort of move through them without awareness, right? Mm -hmm. We might just wake up and brush our teeth and take the shower and do the things and really not be there for it. But I think what I know what I see a lot of, and I have been there as well. It's something I've worked on over, again, over probably five years or so now. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of folks from the moment they wake up on autopilot yeah, and pushed into that state of high stress and never creating space or opportunity for themselves in the day to take a moment of rest Mm -hmm. to shift gears into that slower state, even if it is momentarily um, because they're too busy. They don't have the time. They need to be somewhere. All the things that we tell ourselves. Right. Um, But it doesn't have to take a lot of time. (laughs) I really think of it more as instead of taking time, how are you investing your time? Yep. You're wasting it. You're spending it. You, you, are you using it in a, in a healthy way when you can? And, yeah, um, and I've been uh, I've been told recently that if you take your tasks that you're supposed to do at the end of your day and try to squeeze them in at the beginning of the day, not only does it make you more productive, but it also relieves a lot of stress that you have at the end of the day to accomplish these certain tasks that you've performed and you actually give you know give them to yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, like you're saying, if, if one way is to break it, just break out of the autopilot and just change it up a little instead of getting up every day. And you see it on movies where people get up and it's almost like an assembly, you know, they sit up, they turn, they put their socks and shoes on, they get up, brush their teeth, walk downstairs, eat, you know, like the Lego movie, like, or, you know? or they wake up, they grab their phone because that's their alarm now. Yeah. They turn off the alarm and literally without even really thinking about it without yeah. awareness or mindfulness. Oh, I have a text message. Oh, what's the weather? Oh, what happened on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this person? Oh, wait a minute. There's a deal here. Oh, and the check an email, all these different things that subconsciously they are just ticking you right up the ladder into stress. Swim with a mission is proud to support hidden battles radio. Hi, I'm Phil Taub. My wife, Julie, and I started Swim With A Mission to support our veterans. Our freedom is not free, and it comes at a heavy price. There are too many veterans in our community struggling in silence. Please check us out at swam.org, S-W-A-M.org. And if you know a veteran that is struggling, I hope you will call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988 and push one. And you haven't even gotten out of bed yet, right? Mm -hmm. The alternative to that could look like a routine where you do or don't use the phone as the alarm, however you want to work that piece of it, right? Yep. But from there, giving yourself, I would say, th- I love three, right? So let's say give yourself three things that you're going to take care of in the morning before you jump into the noise and the chaos of the day, right? Because that's going to be there. There's no doubt that will be there. But what about you? We only have so much time, energy, and attention that we can invest, give, spend. 
in 24 hours. So if we wake up and immediately just deplete our own battery, mm-hmm. we better plug ourselves in somewhere throughout the day or we end up like I've been there. Oh my God, it's only 11 o'clock. I'm so tired. I can't, I just yeah. I can't even think straight. Right. So there, there is an alternative to that day-to-day experience. It does take practice, right? It takes breaking old routines, breaking pathways in our mind, habits that we have formed and reconnecting new pathways and building new healthier habits or shifting our habits in a better way. And just an insight. So it's to the point now that studies are showing that cell phones are actually starting to be linked to uh, depression Mm -hmm. and also to so much negativity because the algorithms are showing in social media that 80% is negative, 20% are positive. Mm -hmm. So if you instantly wake up in the morning and start your day that way, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just setting yourself up for failure. And you know this, we are wired Mm -hmm. for negativity. It's so much, it's so easy to get negative than is to stay positive. Absolutely. Because we are human. So go again, go to the caveman days because our brain hasn't come that far. (laughs) Right? We're looking for the threat. And it's just how we perceive things. So we see the person on social media who has the beautiful life and the perfect body and the Mm -hmm. best family. It's all bullshit anyway. But we see that. (laughs) We, our subconscious starts to creep up. And now we start perceiving, oh, shit. How do I look? (laughs) Yeah. How's, how, how's my family doing? Wow. Mm-hmm. How did they get there? And we're, immediately we're just beating ourselves down, yeah. right? We're just, we're taking a beating and we're just open arms to it. Yeah. So cell phones, you know, <laughs> technology, Yeah. we, we certainly need to use them, technology, use technology, but please don't let it use you and manipulate you and bring you down, um, you got to catch yourself in those moments and say, oh shit, I'm acknowledging it. I'm here, Mm -hmm. but now I'm going to do something to break out of that pattern. I'm going to shift my energy into a better place here. This portion of the broadcast was brought to you by Jean.Credit Union. Jean.Credit Union has been helping members in the community for over 100 years. Credit Union's mission is people helping people. And at Jean.Credit Union, they support that mission by educating and guiding their members to make smart financial choices. Call them at 978-452-5001. Visit them online, jdcu.org, to learn more about how Jean.Credit Union can help you. So let's talk about meditation. Meditation is a big thing for you. Mm. Let's talk about the benefits of meditation. Everybody knows my story about meditation and me transcending. I'll have to tell you that story. Oh, I'm like, wait, I don't know. (laughs) So really, so really quick. So we, we do, uh, we, we were doing a good yoga program pre COVID COVID came and it actually stopped, but we're going to be kicking it off again. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people that if I'm going to suggest somebody does a program, I want to do it first. I want to experience it. It's easier for me to tell people, you know, I enjoyed it because of this, or it may be for you, but it wasn't for me because of this. Yeah. So we did, uh, we did yoga. And the first night that we did it, we were doing it in the evening and we did a half an hour of yoga and stretching and stuff like that. And then we did a half an hour of meditation in the half an hour of meditation. I actually fell asleep and started snoring because I was so relaxed. Okay. And at the end of it, um, 
the yoga instructor came up to me. She goes, oh, you know, how, what'd you think? And I said, oh my God, it was amazing. I feel awesome. And she goes, I, I really don't like when people fall asleep during my class. And I oh. said, who fell asleep? And she goes, well, well, you did, you were snoring. I said, oh no, I wasn't snoring. I said, that was my stress transcending out of my body. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I like that transcending. So the next week came in and people started falling asleep and snoring. And, and eventually she was like, all right, it's transcend time. Oh my gosh. You're bringing pillows in because it's a lot of parents and it's a lot of people yeah. with stressful jobs. And then getting that relaxed and mm -hmm. just getting that quick half an hour cat nap that they needed to just take that in. So that's I mean, that, my, that's my yeah. meditation even to the point where you're laying there and you're like, I am so comfortable. And it reminded me almost of the, um, the two minute military sleep trick where you, you just move your body. You, you know, I'm going to relax my head uh -huh. and I'm thinking about, I'm going to relax my eyebrows. I'm going to think yeah. about it. And then eventually you fall asleep right around shoulder. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's a very common guided meditation, a body scan yes. relaxation. And that's exactly what it, what I was doing. And then you know, when you sit there and go, I'm not going to fall asleep, I'm not going to fall asleep. And I think that's <laughs> that you're telling yourself just fall asleep, you know, just, just do it. So that's, that was my take on, on uh, yoga meditation. And I absolutely love it. And it's becoming more and more popular with men where before yeah. men were like, oh, meditation and yoga. They're thinking, you know, John Travolta in that movie where he's wearing a leotard and, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, guys, I'm not doing yoga. It's it's not right. But I think where now you're getting a lot more, um, I say alpha males mm -hmm. admitting that they're doing it. I think it's it's more acceptable now because we're obviously a society of, you know, mm -hmm. somebody's going to judge my masculinity because I'm doing mm -hmm. yoga. Or what are people going to think of this? And that's the society we live in is what are people going to think that I'm doing this? Well, yeah. it's all right. It's, to, a, it's all right to do it now. So it, I was going to say, it's almost like people are waiting for the permission unspoken. Yeah. And so they see, oh, I'll give you an example with um, a bunch of the guys I coach with are ex Navy SEALs or still Navy SEALs. Yeah. And so for them to be in some of these group coaching sessions with law enforcement officers, for example, many of whom are veterans, as you know, yeah talking through their meditation practice or yeah. leading a breathwork session. It does open that door and make meditation. We'll call, you know, stop with that piece of it for now, but all of these kind of woo things become more relatable and yeah. accessible, which I think is phenomenal mm -hmm. because again, we need tools. We need a toolkit yeah. to, bring ourselves to that place of resetting and re-energizing. We need that. We're not meant to just push go like an energizer body and never stop. Right. That's just not what we're meant to do. Um, and think of it this way. Think of we, like with me, I'm, I'm always willing to try new things because I'm at the point where I am because of the things I've done. Mm -hmm. And if it's something I can do, because obviously what I've been doing is not working, it's been causing stress. But if I can find something that's going to work for me, whether it's hiking or photography or whatever, and that's going to work for me, then that's what you should be trying. Because what's your track record so far thinking? What's my track record of, of re reducing my stress? Right. It sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if not, I wouldn't be looking for it. I wouldn't be yeah. looking for something to help me with my stress. I, I firmly believe you don't know until you do. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, not the example we're looking for, but I'm just, for some reasons popping up, like before I had kids, Oh, I can imagine. It must be so amazing to be a mother. Oh, it's so hard. Or, Oh, this or that. Right. Okay. Then I had kids and I was like, well, shit, now I understand. Cause I did that thing. Right. Yes. 
I could have, in my wildest dreams, imagined what it would be like to summit a mountain like Kilimanjaro. But until I experienced it, I didn't know if I would love it or hate it. And so these different techniques of breath work, intentional walking, meditation, yoga nidra, or just yoga, all these different forms of like, woo, we'll call them for now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, my comparison would be, you walk into a gym to start working out. There's a billion pieces of equipment, right? You have no idea if you prefer free weights for bicep curls or Mm -hmm. some assisted machine to help you until you try them. And the first always. step is the hardest step. That's right. Always, yeah. always. Yeah. Um, all you need to do is take your best next or right step, mm-hmm. one step at a time. That's just mm-hmm. a side thought I'm having here. But so with mental fitness, meditation to your example, mm-hmm. I didn't used to meditate. I knew of it. I thought, oh, okay, it's pretty cool. But like, not really for me. I don't really do that. Nobody around me was meditating. I didn't have somebody to look to, to go, Oh, interesting. Maybe I'll try that. Right. It wasn't until I started digging into reading and podcasts and connecting with different people in that world where I thought, well, I guess I'll try it again (laughs) because every time I've tried it, here's what happens. Okay. I'm going to, I have to be in like a really quiet place. I got to sit in this and weird position that doesn't feel comfortable, but I guess this is how it's supposed to feel because I'm new to yeah. this, right? Yeah. So I'm already stressed. And then it's like, oh, my hands go like this, like this. What am I doing? Okay. I'm going to breathe. Oh, shit, the kids. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Aren't I meditating? Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Oh my God, I didn't do the thing. Oh God, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would think, well, this sucks. I don't want to do this. This doesn't work, right? So- it, it was a practice for me of understanding that is very normal when you begin this practice of meditation, right? Your mind, it's a thinking mind. So let's acknowledge it. Let's be grateful for all the thoughts flying in. And then let's build mental resilience. Yeah. Let them go and come back to the breath. And it's that kind of this, I visualize like this ping pong of this push and pull with even me still I'm much better than I was, but there are days where I'll sit to meditate and it takes me much longer to really drop in because I'm pulling back from these, I'm coming back, I'm letting them go. And here I am letting a thought go and breathing. Oh God, something else popped up. Let me come back again. So for those of, you know, those listeners that are with us today or catching this on the replay, if that's been your experience, just know that's very normal. It's okay. Yep. You can't meditate wrong. Like you can't yeah. fuck it up. <laughs> even, even to yoga, like the same thing, like, you know, being a little self-conscious because you're like, oh, how am I going to, am I going to look stupid doing this? Right. Cause we, we, that's how we think. Um, yeah. But it's like you, you do to what your comfort is. Listen, uh, 90% of the people that are in the first responder veteran community have knee injuries, low back injuries, hip injuries, whatever. You're not going to bend like the the person who's wearing the Lululemons that paid all that money, <laughs> who, brought the, who brought their own mat and no block, you know, no stretching bands. And you're not going to, you're not going to be at that level because they've been doing it a lot longer. They're younger, they're more flexible. But to do it to your comfort zone because you getting there is is the step and you starting to breathe and starting to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I went and I'm looking at a woman who was probably twice my age, um, Looking at her, I didn't think she was a yoga body. Like she didn't have a yoga body, but that lady was like a pretzel, you know? And I'm like, 
and here I am. I'm like, oh yeah, I can almost touch my toe, you know. <laughs> but I but I realized it's I'm not in competition with anybody. I'm there for me, right. and I'm there to, to to try to help myself relax, you know. And I and when you start to think like, am I doing this right? If you're comfortable, you're doing it right. Just that's right. Just, you know, if they're like, oh, do this pose. You don't know that pose. Do a pose you know. Like if you don't know any poses, just kind of put your head down. <laughs> you know what? Let's start with, did you show up today for yourself? Yeah. Check. Yeah. I did. So I'm already winning, right? Yep. Comparison is the thief of joy. It will rob you every time. And it's also something that we naturally do. But again, if you think about that, where we started mindfulness, right? Yeah. Just acknowledging, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm looking to this person thinking, I'm not gonna be able to be as good as them. I'm not gonna be able to bend like they do. Okay. Thank you, thinking mind, for going there. And now I'm going to just throw that stop sign up and I'm going to bring myself back into my own body, in my own space, in my own time. And I'm going to invest here, yeah. right? And when that happens again and the mind wanders, resilience. I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to keep practicing this because just like when you start lifting a weight, it's hard, right? It's like, oh my God, I'm so sore, Eventually you start to see a muscle, you start to get motivated. It gets easier. It's the same with mental fitness. The difference is that unless you're under like an fMRI machine, you don't see old pathways breaking. You don't see new pathways forming. You don't see that strength in your mind that's building. Mm -hmm. You feel it. And most notably, I have, I have realized this when I'm coaching individuals, most often Someone around you picks up on that energy shift mm -hmm. before you're even fully aware of it. Oh, nice. They'll yep. say, a lot of times clients will say to me, well, this was actually very recently. I ran into somebody from high school and we were talking and she said, geez, there's just something so different about you. You just seem calmer. Yeah. And he was like, shit, I think I actually am calmer in my day to day. Right. And it's... Nothing about the work I get to do is ever going to be about perfection mm -hmm. because again, I, I, I played that game. I'm not trying to go back. It's totally bullshit. Yep. It's always going to be about progress. Can I do this just a little bit better today? Yep. And you know what? If it's a hard day, I showed up for myself. Boom. Great philosophy. You yep. know? Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up to take a beat down. <laughs> not, not even that. You're, you're failing before you even try. You're right. actually just giving yourself the F and you haven't even sat, you know, you haven't even made the effort. So, no. So, no, I, I appreciate it. Um, how can we, how can our listeners get a hold of you? How can they find out more about what you do? Mm -hmm. So first thing I think about is I just started a YouTube channel this year. Like this, nice. this for me is like, vulnerable. It was scary as hell, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to just rip off the bandaid as they say, and I'm just mm -hmm. going to do this. Yeah. Um, what I house there are weekly guided meditations. They launch every Friday. Mm -hmm. And on Mondays I share these usually three to five minute clips. I call it mindset Monday. And it's just yep. a mental fitness tip. Um, both are on YouTube. It's under at the Heather Sweeney. Um, I also have a website, heathersweeney.com, where there, there will be some information I'll push back out around coaching. I had pulled it because I'm changing some things. Mm -hmm. um, also, the meditations live there. And then on Instagram, 
Um, okay. Same at the Heather Sweeney. I share, I share a lot of mental fitness tips. I love to use storytelling as a way to get people thinking and get them curious about pushing their own limits, really. Um, and do you have a business Facebook account or is it just your personal? It's just my personal account, but it's actually public. Some people okay. would say why, but oh, yeah. well, I, it is. Um, and there's, there's a lot, a lot of that overlaps with Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah. I know nowadays if you post something on Instagram, it goes automatically to Facebook. And then like, I liked when they were separate because I, there were two different uh, personalities for me. You know, yeah. I, I like my photography personality because uh, I like to take pictures. So I put those up, okay. but now they're, now they're like one. And I'm like, I, I have no individuality anymore. I, there's no, <laughs> no more so personality of Facebook Scott and Instagram Scott. It's all one. And yeah, well, you are all one, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess, right? I totally, I get what you mean. Having like that, this houses this and this houses this go here yeah. for that. Um, yeah, I actually, uh, have struggled with the whole Facebook thing for a bit mm -hmm. because it is all in one. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, the thought of starting another page and sending people there, I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah. no. Um, I, I also want people who are considering working with me to get a taste of who I am outside mm -hmm. of just this work that I get to do. Yeah. Um, am I relatable? Can you see something in me about you where we can connect and I can really impact you? Mm -hmm. That's the hope. And they get to see that you're actually a normal everyday person like they are. Right. Where... I mean, I have struggles. I yeah. am not perfect by any means. Um, I fail. I learn. I'm growing, right? Yeah. If you're not growing, you're dying. So I'm growing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, if you, and I try to tell my son this all the time, if you win every time it eventually it, it loses its luster and it has no value. That's right. You what have you learned? Learn any lessons? Yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely would love to get you on again. Um, we'll talk about some more things. And I so appreciate all your time. And, and it's been a long time coming. We've been talking before your trip and back. So what, a couple of months now, right? It's been a few months. Yeah. So, um, I'm really happy to finally be here. And I appreciate you and the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Um, and likewise. I hope whoever is listening to this, it takes even just one nugget of information that helps them to move forward and just improve their day. Absolutely. If, if the if, if we only impact one person, it's still a succession. So that's, that's right. Where we look at it. Ripple effect. Yep. <laughs> Heather, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, we will talk soon. Thank you, Scott. I'll talk to you soon. You're welcome.